the James Suckling Podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. So we've now got the two verticals. Uh, should we start with the Malbec? Yes, sir. Yeah. So how was that? What was it like in 2014, the season? The season quite warm. In the, it was a warm season. Um, so we have to pick a little bit earlier than we used to. In uh, Waltazari, uh, as we do have this particular soil uh, and altitude, we usually get a very nice freshness and acidity. And, and still you can feel these particular tannins that uh, Waltazari has. In the middle of the palate, you can taste them, it's very linear. The wine has been aged. 18 months in new French oak barrels or 300 liters. And today, the only thing that for me show up is the, the fruit. It's, I love the lovely soft tannin texture to it. Uh, it's very supple, very soft. And it's developed this almost salty, savory quality now. There's still a lot of blue fruit, but there's this like salty minerality to it as well. Very common in, in, the, in this area. And usually you get some some flavors, and which is not the case. But in some other years, uh, which are cooler, you get a little bit more of uh, of time. No, like the name Tomizo means time, no, because it's yeah. very frequent the, the time in the in, in natural flora of okay. the place. Okay, great. Uh, next to twenty fifteen. It was a very good season. And, and you see the color here. Yeah. Oh. It's very fresh on the palate. Again, with a lovely creamy tannin texture. Wow. Yeah. It's quite light in feel, like quite like a light, like very fresh, elegant. You still feel the, the minerality. Okay, mm. I have the 2016 now. To me, this is uh, more rich on the nose, slightly riper in fruit. More like chocolate and, and hazelnut character. It was a, a very special year, especially in in the lower valley of Mendoza, in the floor of the valley, because we have a lot of rain. It was a Nina year in uh, El Nino, excuse me, sixteen, and we have mm, at the yeah. end of the heavy rains. And places where you have uh, clay soils or more, um, uh, we call heavy soils, but clay more water retention capacity soils, uh, as happens in, in, in the first growing area in, in the lower Mendoza River area, like uh, Agrelo, Pedriel, Huarteche, they, they were having big problems with rotten grapes. We are in a place where we have a sand and then we have a lot of permeability through the, through the gravel. So we didn't have this problem. But we have to be very careful and we prepare the vineyard. And we, we have a very, very nice 
Very fresh, but very flavorful, quite rich, richer in profile. I mean, it's also, we're also moving to younger wines now. Um, but it's very, it's, it's got a more polished character, I would say. Did you change anything uh, in terms of the aging or how much oak you used? No, we are using the same, uh, even the same cooperage, uh, 300 liters. We, we manage the vineyard in, the, in a different way this year. And then we apply it onwards. Oh, 17, 19, 19, we are using the same technique. Mm. That means we are, it's a very clean uh, prune, when you prune, and we only left the bunches that we deserve when we designed the, the pruning. So all the other branches, uh, uh, parasite shoots were removed and we have a very clean uh, and exposed fruit that give us a little bit more color and at the same time uh, better sanitary conditions for growing in, and I think this is this helped us a lot in, in this particular thing and, and year. Mm. Because of the because of the rain, or you just so happened that you decided to do that, and then it helped with the more challenging conditions. And we we knew in advance that we will have uh, El Nino will be El Nino positive, so we decided to work in advance in order to prepare the vineyard for more cloudy days or more rainy days. Mm. Uh, and. This, this plot was prepared in this way, and then we saw the results, and then we applied everything here, despite if it is a, a niño or a niña or it is a neutral. But we like the, the way the, the grapes are showing, in, and we are getting much richer profile in, in terms of flavor and color and, and softer tannins. And, Okay, mm. mm -hmm. I have 2017 now. Yes. Oh, it's so fragrant. A lot more like spice character, very fragrant to this. What was the growing season like for 2017? We were coming from the, the 16, uh, was the El Nino, this was neutral, was not El Nino ni La Nina, but it was a um, very low production in terms of uh, yield, the yield was very low. I think because mostly of the growers in general, they um, applied this technique we were doing in the 16. So we, we short the, the yield in the, in the vineyard in order to, to have say, more healthy fruit. Mm -hmm. um, the growing season was uh, with a, a spring frost uh, that also make a, a little reduction in the, the 
in the fruit set, we have a little bit of Miller and Nash. But in general, I, I think it was uh, this, this harvest was uh, short in terms of volume, but very nice in, in terms of, of quality and, and longevity. We picked the grapes. In this case, uh, like uh, a week in advance. Mm. So I like the, the firmness of the tannins in this. It's firm, but it's, it's creamy. But there's quite um, a solid tannin structure. Great. And last, I have the 2018 here as well. So modern in the, the style. Much. Mm. It's very youthful on the nose still. Lots of wild, like red fruit, raspberries and strawberries, and sweet spices. So almost four years old. Uh, you see the the one is still young. Yeah. Very, very fresh. And the length is super long. And it, it comes roll and then uh, linear and then again roll at the end. Very juicy. Fantastic. Yes, very juicy. Very fresh and very juicy. Um, we have the five pioneros now. This is a very classy Bordeaux blend. From my perspective, you know, Pionero, the, the history was when we started we did a research, a historical research, about what happened when Otto Benberg, the founder of the family, came to Argentina mm -hmm. in 1850. Then he came back to Europe and back to Argentina in 1860. And according to the American Association of Wine Economics, I, I saw a report of the wine export of Bordeaux in 1860. And number one, uh, destination of the Bordeaux wines in 1860 was UK, as you might know. But the second, very impressive, was Argentina. We really? Drinking, yes. Oh, my goodness. We were drinking a lot of Bordeaux wines before the immigration uh, uh, and the development of the wine industry. And that's why the, the, our president at that time, he hired the services of the French viticulturist from Bordeaux and he brought the shoots from the vineyards that uh, were in Bordeaux at that time. And the second thing that we realized is that Malbec was one of the components, the main components of the Bordeaux blends at that time, before the phylloxera. Mm. Especially the ones in the, in the right bank uh, of, of the Gironde. So I tried to imagine how was this wine in, 
the wine that was drink by drunk by by Mr. Otovember, and I craft a blend made mainly of based on Malbec. Is 60 to 65 percent Malbec. Uh, the remaining 35 to 40 percent, depending on the year, it is a, a Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, Cabernet Franc. And this is the, the, the history of why we are doing this uh, and the core of, of the blend. We can move only five percent, more or less. Cabernet Sauvignon slash Cabernet Franc. So mm -hmm. always Cabernet Franc is between 5 to 10 percent, uh, around 30 percent of Cabernet Sauvignon. So I think it, it makes a lot of sense what you were saying about climate change being able to ripen Cabernet Sauvignon. So it makes sense that that's more on the rise now. Um, but uh, why hasn't there been more Merlot? Uh, compared to like Malbec, how are they? How are they different? Why is Malbec much more suited or much more popular? In Argentina, say because I, I think the Malbec was the the, the grape variety that adapted more to our growing conditions than Merlot. I guess I guess it likes a slightly heavier uh, soils that retain more water, like clay soils, which. You have lesser. Yeah, usually they grow in in places with clay, like the blue clay of or the same clay that you have in Maceto. Uh, we are not having this type of soil, and and that's the reason why. So with Pionero, which was the the first vintage of Pionero? In terms of commercial, this uh, two thousand and thirteen was the first. It's developed some delicious earthy notes now. Some slightly more more development. Beautiful dark fruit. As well with the fourteen. Mm -hmm. And how long do you uh, keep this in bottle before you release it? We keep them during four years before release. Four years. Yeah. So that's the same as um, the El Tomillo Malbec. Yes. Mm. You get some slightly more like herbal notes on the 14. Some cedar. Very refined, the 14, compared to 13. I think not as, not as big, more elegant. I almost get more um, Cabernet Franc and Cabernet Sauvignon character in this. Yeah. Uh, with the time, with the time, years passing, that's why I, I use 60% um, or 65, 35, because... Cabernet Sauvignon, it is a, a dictator, I call it. It's a, the, the, the wine that will rule the blend at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, and it, it happens. No? It appears at the beginning very shy, and through the years, it's the one that holds the, and dominates the, the, the blend. Mm. That's why I call Call it the dictator. The dictator. So I like yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it's the it's the character that retains freshness even after years. Mm -hmm. so it's, you get you first get the the fruit, the almost softness of, of the ripe fruit of the Malbec, and then it transitions to a very 
sometimes even fresher Cabernet character after a while. Yes. Okay, I have 2015. There's quite a bit of dark Cabernet character on this, lots of black currants and dark fruits and some leafy notes, but like a like sort of dried leaves, darker leaves. Some earthy like Cabernet graphite aromas. It's hard to believe that this is majority Malbec, but I guess you can, you can feel it through the softness. The, you have firm tannins, but you have this like soft texture as well supporting it. So we have 2017. So 20, 2017, what was the, do you know the, the blend that was in 2017? 60% Malbec, around probably 61, 62, 60. Uh, 15 Cabernet Franc in uh, 20, 25% uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Very perfumed. Got some bark and some dried herbs and cocoa. It's very expansive on the palate. It starts off very focused and then spreads. Very fine tannins. One of my favorites. Mm. especially because of the, the tiny structure uh, I like it. you know we have like five percent more cabernet on the, on the blend and, and it's very unique and fine mm. so was this um lower production as well coming on after El Nino? Yes. 2017 mm. it was a trader. And we apply, as I told you, the, the same technique or more. Uh, so more, more clean pruning in the vineyard. And, and that's has that applied to most of your vineyards as well? Yes. We are doing that, uh, that program since 16. And we are very happy with the results in all, all, all the places. I have the 18 now. You see here the Cabernet Franc taking more. more what, was the, what was the blend in 2018? 20% of Cabernet Franc, 25% uh, of Cabernet Sauvignon. Right. Uh, 55. And what was the what was the reason behind having more more and more Cabernet Franc? I like the spiciness of the Cabernet Franc. I don't know mm. why. And this combines very well with the with the breadfruit of the of the Malbec. So I think that once in uh, you know through my many years in the industry, I, somebody I don't remember exactly who and. He said that Malbec is like has the Donna effect. Uh, the Donna effect is a round, sweet, with a hole in the middle. And, right. And I think that Cabernet Franc helps a lot to fill the hole, hole, and also Cabernet Sauvignon because the, the quality of the tannins of the Cabernet, uh, general, it's, it's richer than the quality of the Malbec. 
I get a lot of peppercorns in this, like mixed mixed peppercorns, black pepper, green pepper. But it's much, it's it's firmer on the on the palate. I mean, it's younger, but it has a very good uh, firm tannin structure. This this year is more richer, wider. It's quite compact though, but it's very tightly held together. I, I like I like showing. Uh, I think it's you, you can see or the idea mostly the idea of this tasting was to show you where are we going, mm. how we are improving, uh, um, which is the, the way that we are looking at. It. And I think we are getting a very serious wine making. I think um, the, the style doesn't seem to have changed that much. It's, it's they're all very focused. They're all very well structured. They're all for the long term, um, and I think that's great. Even though you've like changed the blend slightly, but I think that's just small vintage structural yeah. adjustments. Again, as I told you, is the heart of the blend is quite the same. The origin of the grapes. It's, it's the same. Mm. Uh, we are working in the um, in the vineyard, the field, uh, looking for a little bit more of illumination, especially for, for the Camarmet. And obviously, Malbec is important. And we are using uh, Malbec from uh, deep, uh, deep soil, which is 1.2 meters. Mm. Uh, and Cabernet Sauvignon, it's more looking for 50, 60 centimeters of soil. So we are getting a little bit more of the, of the, of, of the gravel. And I think that Cabernet loves the, the, gravelly, the gravelly soils. Mm. And having less sand in the topsoil, the roots are... are Nurturing from from the from the gravel uh, uh, and this through the years as well because it's a very it's a kind of young vineyard as ten years old. Uh, with the time, we will have a fantastic. Yeah, uh, and I guess it's it's got more future as well as um, um, as the climate gets warmer, perhaps. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because Cabernet needs a little bit of heat no, at some mm. point. Um, and having this warming, overwarming, as I told you, this year we are picking some Cabernet Sauvignons at the same time as Malbec. So the, the Cabernet season has been advanced uh, through the years, coming earlier and earlier. And, and and also there's a so the people are looking for for a little bit more fresher wines now mm. or drink up and this is what we are trying to be classic uh, but modern in mm. the concept and that's why we are going some other critics they blame us about the old aging, but I think 
in terms of having a classic wine, you should do the classic way. You, know? you should mm -hmm. work in the classic way. You don't, you don't go with uh, this freaky modern things. You know? I mean, at the, at the end of the day, you want to make wines that can last, right? That can last for decades and my heritage will be those wines, no? Uh, mm. And people can drink them before, uh, after I, I'm not in this, let's say, this level. can be in another, another level. <laughs> you know, this is what you love when you do something is to do something that lasts longer than you.